Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk video. Did you know that you officially cannot be classified as a jerk if you hit the like and subscribe buttons down below? It's true. Also, I've set up a channel membership just in case you want to show your support and help keep story time going for as long as possible. So if you love my videos or want to have your comments shown like this one by Phantasm, click the join button below this video. That said, our first story of the day is by Side Representative 38. Am I the jerk for asking my friend not to bring her friend with benefits that I've never met to my engagement party today? For context, I'm having a very small wedding. The venue's capped at 60 people. It'll be a few states away, and from the start, the one thing I've been adamant on is I only want people who I'm close with to be a part of it. So for the party today, we're expecting around 20 people. It's a time for the ones coming to the wedding to meet and get to know each other a little better. Very small, very intimate. Last night, my friend Alice texted my mom and asked if she can bring her friend Cameron. In the text, she made it seem as if saying no was a fine option. Alice's mom and my mom are best friends as well. Alice and Cameron have been friends for a few months. Very adamant that they aren't dating. They do sleep together. I've never met him. My mom sent back the following text as a response. Hey, thanks so much for checking. Will you be upset or your feelings hurt if I say not for this? I know OP and OP's fiancé kind of handpicked everyone they wanted to come celebrate with them. Those that mean the most to them. I'm sure they would love to meet him at some point. I'm just not sure tomorrow would be the best time. If it makes you feel better, I've had to tell one other person tomorrow is not the best time to meet someone new, and two people that they can't bring their dog, my sister being one. OP had a turn of events today. She's on her way to the city to pick up her friend from the airport. We thought she would be here tomorrow, but she came in this evening and will leave Sunday. Now Alice's mom, Karen, is furious. Alice is furious. Karen told my mom they had been planning on Cameron being Alice's plus one at the wedding. But the thing is... I never gave them a plus one. I have a limited number of people and plus ones just aren't going to be feasible. It's why we're doing a lot of stuff in advance to make sure every guest in attendance will know and be friends with someone else there. But yeah, they're not coming to the party anymore. I'm angry at how Karen's treating my mom. I'm pissed they're acting so childish. Am I the jerk here? Really? I'm totally ready to accept it if I am. I've already apologized and said he could come, but they still aren't coming. I'm kind of in shock and need judgments ASAP. As always, with all of these stories in this subreddit, we get to judge whether or not OP is the jerk or not. Not the jerk is the jerk. Everyone in the story is a jerk. No jerks at all or not enough info. For this story though, the thing I'm stuck on is it's their wedding. I feel like a given is anybody that has a wedding, they get to decide what is or isn't going to fly, especially as far as who they get to invite to their wedding, right? They very kindly tried to basically say, I don't know who that is, I'd prefer if they didn't come to the wedding, I've invited a lot of close-knit people, and then they have the gall to say, well, they were my plus one. Well, they decided themselves that they were going to have a plus one to somebody else's wedding. To me, OP is definitely not the jerk. 
Do you agree with me? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for saying that my kids can never be around mother-in-law's husband after what he did at Thanksgiving? We spent Thanksgiving with mother-in-law and stepfather-in-law. I always tell my kids they don't ever have to give hugs or kisses if they don't want to. My daughter, five, seems to feel bad for mother-in-law and hugs her. My son, seven, chooses not to and that's his choice. Mother-in-law is pretty much the only person he doesn't hug. Mother-in-law isn't a terrible person, but I've always gotten the feeling that she doesn't really like any of us, but goes through the motions out of guilt or obligation. There's some cultural differences, and I know she feels she has a responsibility as a mother, even though my husband is an adult. She helped us buy a house and paid for our wedding, but never comes around. She's also extremely awkward around children. Anyway, we went because my kids love seeing all of their step-cousins, and it was always a good time. When we got there, my son wouldn't hug mother-in-law, but hugged everyone else. Note, I don't even think she even wants a hug. I think this embarrasses her. Her husband tried to guilt-trip my son, and I shut that down because I don't tolerate emotional manipulation. Mother-in-law at some point needed a shallot and sent her husband to the store. He brought one of his grandkids with him. Mother-in-law's husband has about seven grandkids and is like catnip to children. He came back with candy for all of the kids, including my daughter, but none for my son. When I give him a what-the-freak look, he said, But I thought I didn't know anyone anything, and I'm not responsible for other people's feelings. Which is language I've used to explain why I don't force my kids to give hugs. My son was clearly very upset because he was being excluded, but also because he likes mother-in-law's husband a lot. Mother-in-law's husband says he doesn't like how my son treats his wife, and he knows it sucks, but kids have to learn hard lessons sometimes. I took my daughter's candy away, gave it back to him, and we left. I said that man will never see my son again. If my mother-in-law wants to visit our house, she can. Not that she ever has, literally ever, but they will never see him again. This sucks because they've gotten close to his grandchildren, and all three of his children told me that if I do this, they are done with me. When I asked about scheduling playdates, my husband doesn't like what he did, but thinks I'm overreacting. And he's from a different generation and a different culture, and we should try to talk it out. But I feel like for a grown man to do that to a kid is straight up evil. I definitely have to think pretty hard about this one. I'm leaning towards everybody's a jerk here, mainly because... While it's presented in the light of OP's son doesn't want to hug mother-in-law, that's fine. From the stepfather's perspective, it's kind of like the son's going around hugging everybody, hugging him, and then turning a cold shoulder to his wife, and it seems like a jerk move to him. Was he a jerk for getting candy for everybody besides the son? I think so. Rather than try to work through the issue or understand why, they just tried to basically guilt trip them. But for OP to react the way they did, take the candy away from their daughter, which their daughter didn't do anything wrong, why take the candy from them? And then completely cut out somebody that, admittedly they said their son enjoyed being around and the stepfather, from their lives, may end up being something that the son goes to resent their parents over. Yeah, I'm thinking everybody's a jerk here. Do you guys agree? Our next story is by Sharkkilla. Am I the jerk for making a joke about riding my girlfriend in front of her family because her brother was being rude to me? My girlfriend is significantly taller than me as she's about 6 foot 1 and I'm barely 5 foot 6. I really love her and everything, but she comes from a family of pretty tall people and her little brother tried giving me crap. So I met her family for the first time the other day. 
Her dad's like six foot two while the mom's five foot ten. Two older brothers are like six foot three and six foot two, while the younger brother's six foot and has an older six foot sister. All kind of skinny as freak too, look like a box of pencils. I got broomsticks thicker than that family. But yeah, they're pretty tall compared to me, but mostly pretty nice and fun to talk to. Eventually, they called down their youngest brother to meet me. He's a bit of a jerkhead unlike the rest of the family, and the first thing he does when he meets me is laugh and say, No way. I try to play it off, but he kept going and asked me if his sister gives me piggyback rides. I tell him, I only ride your sister one way and it's not piggy, in front of her whole family. Mixed reaction as her older brothers laughed while her sister and younger brother looked grossed out. Dad stayed awkwardly silent while the mom awkwardly laughed and said, Everyone should hurry to the dinner table before food got cold. My girlfriend and I hang back, and she asks me why I would say that in front of her entire family. I told her it was too good of a joke to pass up, and I kind of just instinctively said it. She groaned and we went to the table for dinner. All was good. Next day though, my girlfriend told me her parents started telling her they didn't think my joke was cool, and they felt awkward all night, so she wants me to apologize to them. I argue with her for a bit about it, but reluctantly agree to just get over this. I don't think what I did was a jerk move though. They should be the ones embarrassed for raising a rude son like that. Who's the jerk? I was willing to say that OP is not the jerk up until the point where they refused or at least argued over whether or not to apologize to the parents. I don't think, given the situation, it was totally ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, it it kind of was kind of bad to say in front of the whole family. But if the parents want an apology, I think that's a pretty fair thing, considering you said that about their daughter right in front of their entire family. Not to mention, what's with the whole section of the story kind of breaking down their heights and comparing them to broomsticks being thin and stuff? Just seemed kind of unnecessary to begin with. This next story is by Anonymous Browsen. Am I the jerk for not paying for my girlfriend's petrol after borrowing her car? I, 28-year-old male, scheduled a garage appointment last week, on a weekday, to have my car's original suspension installed and to change to winter tires. The garage I use is in my hometown, and I work in the city about 45 minutes away. Since my girlfriend, 24-year-old female, works from her apartment, we don't live together, I told her I'd be taking her car. On the evening before the garage appointment, I drop my car off at the garage after work, have my girlfriend come and pick me up, drop her off back at her apartment, and then I go home. We lived around 7 minutes from each other. Her car had around 3 fourths of the tank full left of petrol. The next day, I drive the 45 minutes to work and sit in traffic on the way back for around an hour and a half to an hour and 45 minutes and head to the garage to pay. Since the garage closes at 5pm and it was already 4.45 at that point. After, I pick up my girlfriend and drive back to the garage to get my car. As I'm walking away, my girlfriend pulls me aside and mentions how I've left her with less than a quarter of petrol and that she assumed that I would at least fill it to where it was. I told her I didn't have time to stop at the gas station before paying at the garage since they closed. She mentions that I could have gone after before picking her up. At this point, I'm annoyed because I just want to go home after working all day, so I tell her I'll fill it during the weekend when she comes over. Over the weekend, I paid for breakfast as I usually do. On Sunday evening, I mentioned that I'm going to go and put petrol in my own car, and she asks about filling hers up. I told her that I wouldn't be filling hers up since I'd paid for breakfast over the weekend. She points out that she also paid for our supper on the Friday. She bought ingredients and made me the cheesecake I asked for. I told her we'd take turns paying, and me paying for her breakfast was also me paying for her petrol. 
She then brought up that this was the second time in a row that I hadn't filled the petrol in her car after taking it for work, and that she wouldn't allow me to take her car anymore when mine's in the garage. I laughed in her face and told her I would transfer her $10 for the petrol if she was going to be so petty. I didn't transfer her any money or put any petrol in her car. It ended up costing her $70 to fill her tank. She did ask for the $10 from me, but I told her if she asked again, then she would be paying for herself at the dinner date I planned this weekend. She says that I'm a jerk that doesn't fulfill his promises. I told her that I didn't promise her anything. While OP is right that they didn't promise anything, I think if you're going to borrow somebody's car, you owe them the gas that you use. That's honestly like the least you can do to repay them for allowing them to use an automobile. Feels expensive and they are letting you use the car out of the kindness of their heart. You start trying to defend yourself by dragging in other things that you paid for to try and justify not filling up the gas tank that you wore down. This might be a weird analogy, but I feel like a comparable situation is, let's say your neighbor has a grill and you ask to borrow it, you use it, you have a good time, and then you don't actually clean up all the charred bits of food and whatnot that are on it and you just return it. I feel like when you borrow something, the assumption is you're going to return it in the condition that you got it. Otherwise, I think you're owed to at least try to restore it to that point, not go, oh well neighbor, I let you borrow my rake the other week, I'll never let you borrow that again. I think OP's the jerk. And our final story of the day is by Girl 98 Am I the jerk for quitting a family job without notice after I found out my dad was paying me less than my brother? Growing up, my dad had a small construction company flipping houses. My brother, 20-year-old male, and I, 18-year-old female, both worked for my dad on and off while we were growing up. One summer, upon speaking to my brother who had just quit construction and gotten a new job, I discovered that my dad had been paying my brother $2 more an hour than me. I was making minimum wage. When I asked my dad about this, he admitted it, saying that he should get more because he's older and gives him less grief. My dad and I are both outspoken personalities and don't always get along, even though he has admitted on more than one occasion that my work is more skilled than my brother's. When he refused to match my pay to his, I quit on the spot. He approached me several times after to try and convince me to come back to work, as I was his only grunt man at the time, and my quitting left him in somewhat of a bind to complete deadlines, but I refused. My mom said she agreed with me, but refused to pick sides and stayed out of it. It's been five years since, and it was brought up today at a family event. It still hurts to think about it, but my dad still stands by his decision to pay me and my brother differently. Was I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk. You gotta know what you're worth, and OP knew. In those situations where you do find out what people around you are making for similar positions, if you find out you're being underpaid, you have every right to quit or look for other employment. And honestly, if anything, I'm surprised OP's father didn't come to them begging to pay them more than their brother to come back. They would have deserved at least that. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 